subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Chuck, what's going on, man? Is this one of these weeks you're glad you don't have Twitter? Well, I'm always glad I don't have Twitter, <laughs> but this week's the reason I don't have Twitter. Uh, That's for sure. It's a pretty crazy week. Well, let's talk about last night, man. So you got a true freshman in Luke has a guy that's been around the block a little bit in Hudson Clark who's had an interesting journey to Fayetteville but kind of starting where I started it didn't know that he was leading the country we we knew he's been successful this season but that's a pretty good stat to start through with four games this fall he's a really good player I mean I don't know that um you know Pittman said the other night he's a ball playing son of a gun and I don't really know how to put it any better I mean he's a ball player and just the way he carries himself, the way he plays, and I'm not surprised by what happened Saturday night. I think there'll be even more times like that. You know what? You mentioned coach there, and Tommy, we've heard Chuck say, I, I want you to listen to this clip, Tommy. I don't know if you've heard this, and I want you to tell me if this sounds like Sam or if this sounds like Chuck. Matt Jones was an incredible competitor. That's what I remember about him, and Gave you a chance to win, sort of like KJ gives you a chance to win each and every week. And both of them were very strong, making things happen sometimes not out of nothing, but out of almost nothing and making making big plays. And KJ, to be able to have an opportunity to break that record shows how valuable and how important he is to our football team and what kind of a competitor and athlete he is too. But both of them, great leaders and great competitors from what I saw of him. I know Coach has been listening to the program because <laughs> Chuck's been saying that for weeks now. Yeah. He's been, I mean, you need I to get some, you need to get some money or something to that. It sounded like he, uh, he stole, but I was cracking up. He said that yesterday in, in one of his media sessions, but I was like, did, did I just hear Chuck? Yeah, that, and his touchdown responsibility, I believe, is the, the yeah, record he's right on the doorstep. Rushing combined. Uh, KJ right. has uh, 56 career touchdown passes, 21 rushing touchdowns. I mean, both those players, the whole team's just revolving around him. Mm-hmm. Um, as they go, the team goes. And Matt was that kind of player. I mean, Matt saved the season when he was a freshman. I mean, he came in to save the season. And um, he's he did a lot of things like that. And KJ's a similar type player. I'm curious because Matt was had a conversation with Bob Holt yesterday. Bob's going to be on with the halftime guys today, and, and just kind of Matt's reception. I remember when you had Ray Allen break Reggie Miller's three point record. There was just this big ordeal on TNT, and the same with Steph. Then eventually breaking Ray Allen's record. I wonder, like Matt and KJ have met each other and talked to each other there with the Armor Bank thing a couple months or a couple weeks ago just kind of what that's like what, what you feel as a player in that situation well i'm not sure because i obviously can't do that but i do know this i mean matt when he played it was like sometimes he was the he was the eighth grader on the playground playing with a bunch of sixth graders 
I mean, he was just that dominant. He just made him look silly. It, you know, the way Manziel made us look silly that year down there at College Station. That's how Matt made guys look. I mean, you had defensive backs in the SEC that thought they had the angle on him. I mean, Matt, I mean, they thought they had the angle on him, and they didn't. And Matt just went right by him. Now, KJ's a different type player. They are different type players. Um, KJ's got a stronger arm. Um, offense, you know, the offense has changed over the last 20 years since, since Matt played. It is a different game. So there are different types of players, but they both can make something out of nothing. Yeah, both, and both are guys. That was their ability. We had an opportunity, Tommy and I did two years ago at SEC Media Days, interview Roman Harper, and we brought up Matt Jones, yeah. and he was just, he went almost in like, PTSD mode. He's like, man, exactly like you just said, Chuck. He's like, man, there was this one play in Tuscaloosa. I thought I had an angle on him, and he just beat me to the end zone. It wasn't close. And that is a NFL safety, and like it, we saw in college, an NFL prototype, and Matt just beat him. Yeah. And he, he was very complimentary, as so many others have been when it comes to Matt Jones. Obviously, both dynamic runners, but I think the, the deal with this, we've said this before. Anytime they're on the field, they give you a chance to score. They give you a chance to win. And that that's the, there's not a game this year that you feel like is out of reach because of K.J. Jefferson. And the, the thing I like about them is they're exciting because on any given play, they may do something special that takes the team to the end zone. They, they can bring you to your feet in about three seconds with doing something that no other player uh, of their, uh, you know, no other player that's a contemporary to them can do right now. Well, we've had a handful of guys like that. And, you know, you think about the history of our program. Obviously, we're talking about quarterbacks right now, but, you know, McFadden was that way. Mm-hmm. You know, he felt, you know, you felt like at any moment that the game was going to change. And we've had some players like that over the years. Quinn was that way. You felt like you had a chance to win with Quinn. Um, we've had other players that were like that before him. Uh, you know, players that you just always felt like they gave you a chance to win. Mm-hmm. And KJ's that guy. And, um, you know, you look at this year's team and you look at what's going into the preparation for this week. I mean, we've talked a lot about Rocket. and uh, Goodness knows there's been conversation this week about lots of things. But um, it's going to come down to number one in the Razorback uniform. I mean, that's what it's all about Saturday night. We can disguise it. We can talk about millions of other things. If he plays great, Arkansas has got a real good chance to win. If he doesn't, probably not going to go our way. The, the middle-of-the-day media session Coach had with the local media, a lot of questions about motivation, what motivates him, all of these things. Here's, here's some of what he had to say, then I'll ask my question. Have not yet. We would certainly use anything that we think that will help motivate us to win and a lot of guys will say well you shouldn't need motivation you always need as much motivation as you can get so we certainly haven't used that yet but that's some things we certainly could talk about i just wonder with kj and the turnover that happened yep. last year with cam little and the ball that goes over the upright some things that made that game razor thin at the end <laughs> and decided the difference you know how, how much in the forefront i don't want to ask how motivating it is because only they could answer that but you know I would think those are things that this week might might draw a little more out of them. I'll answer it for them. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Now, they may not come right out and say it, but my goodness, if you have any sort of, if you have, you know, if you've got a competitive bone in your body, you're motivated by that. Of course they're motivated by that. I guarantee you they're motivated by that. But now let me say this. Um, there were plenty of other plays in that game besides those two. 
and certainly the fumble was the game changer. But there were other plays in that game, and you know you can't motor or you can't focus so much on that one play. You've got to be you know you've got to play a complete game. You got to be at that magic level, as Eddie Sutton used to say. Uh, but absolutely, what happened last year is a motivator, mm-hmm. no doubt. Yeah, and that's again, that's the play that people point to. And then you talk about the individual aspect yeah. for KJ, like you're speaking to, and we mentioned Cam as well. The team, though, there's so we've talked about how many new players they are. Like, can you feed that mentality into the new roster? Yes. Like, can the other guys do that and convince, hey, this is what we screwed up last year. We can't let this happen again this year. Well, that's 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 where the leader of your team comes in. You know, when it was the leader of your team's play, there's no problem getting everybody else involved. Mm-hmm. And um, um, yes, it's a motivating factor, even for the guys that weren't here because they've heard about it. Um, you know, those guys talked about LSU being a rivalry game last week. Well, none of those guys were here. A lot of them didn't grow up here. They don't know anything about that other than what they've been told. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, I think the other guys will rally around that. But now, look, um, that's not the only thing that's going to be a factor Saturday night. I mean, you can't just say, man, hey, they're motivated to make up for last year. They're going to win. I mean, you still got to go out and play 60 minutes and win the game. But I do think that that's something that they've talked about and they're thinking about. Yeah, You had a chance, Chuck, to catch up with Andrew Monica, who's the play-by-play voice for the Texas A&M Maggies. If you hadn't listened to the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast, latest edition is out as of yesterday afternoon. And he was speaking to kind of one of the reasons Bobby Petrino came in is because of the weapons you have. They just had to deal with Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. Well, Evan Stewart and Anaya Smith aren't much of a drop-off, if not on the same level as those two guys. Anaya Smith's about as good a player as there is out there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've not seen him much this year. You know, I've watched him a little bit this week. I can't really tell if he's as good as he was before the injury or not. I don't know. But I know that he's caught a pass in 31 straight games. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, when you look at him against us over the years, mm-hmm. I mean, he's been a Razorback killer. So he's the guy I'm paying attention to. How much does having Malik Neighbors to be responsible for last week help you get ready for a player of that caliber this week. I mean, they're both top shelf in this league. Well, I think every week you're going to face a top shelf guy. I mean, and theoretically and hopefully every game you play, you know, makes you better for the next week. But here's the thing. I mean, there's there's going to be an elite receiver out there the rest of the way. Every game you play. Now, there may not be a first-team All-American out there like Malik Neighbors. And respectfully to Anaya Smith, as great as he is, I don't think he's going to be a first-team All-American. He is a great, great player, but I still think Neighbors is about—he's about as good a receiver as you're going to find at the collegiate level. Um, but um, you just got to be prepared for that, and just know that you're going to see it every week. Hey, the weekend of football kicks off tonight with NFL action. Full weekend of college football and NFL Ooh. on Sunday. The Oakland Sports app is the best app out there in Arkansas to get you all of the action that you want from the brand you know and the brand you trust. Sign up today and receive first bet insurance up to $250. And there's so many options with each sport, from the spread to totals to player props, live bets, specials, and more. And when it comes to the NFL, you can uh, you can take in same-game parlays, pre-match, and live bets. That's right. You can make same-game parlays live with the Oakland Sports app. So bet with the brand you trust. Anywhere in Arkansas, bet with Oakland Sports. Green Bay Packers hosting the Detroit Lions tonight to see who's going to lock up the NFC North, at least for this point, after, I guess, 
four weeks of football. So we'll see how that one goes. Chuck, we've got plenty of sports to pay attention to this weekend. I know 11 a.m., it kind of, it's not bad for you because you kind of your nights open up. And I don't know how early you're going to wake up this weekend for the Ryder Cup. Are you going to get up real early before the game and watch a little bit of that Saturday morning? Probably not, no. Yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to... I mean, we already get up early enough. I will. I will turn the TV on tomorrow morning and see, kind of see what's going on in the early matches, and then it is nice to be able to give updates right. during the course of the show. What's right. going on? You know, there's few events that actually happen, and generally it's golf over in Europe. But I mean, you know, for, this is a, an event that only matters to the hardcore golf fan, to someone that really pays attention. And if you're a casual oh, golf fan, it's I wish right. they'd have it at a different time of year. Yeah, I wish they would too, because it, it's just at a horrible time of the year to. When football is such a priority. I never watch it. I never watch it. And it's because of the weekend. It's okay. always when it falls. It's not because I don't want to see it. It's not because I'm not interested. It's just I got other stuff to do. Yeah, that's fair. And, uh, Tommy, I'll, I'll, I'll take issue with something you just said. I'm the casualest golf fan like out there. But I'm watching this. Casual. Yeah, casualist. 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 pretty casual. I'm watching this this weekend. Cause this <laughs> You're is, a casualist. This, That's what you are. Yeah. You're a casualist. This is an event. This is one of like the five or six golf events that I look forward to every other year. The It's the Olympics. Normal. It's the real Olympics of golf. I know they've added and, to the Olympic sports, but this is the premier with, international competition. With, what's the deal? We had beat those European bums on their soil in what, 30 years? Yeah, it's been a while. Come on, Scheffler. Come on, guys. Get well, it done this weekend. The, the, I'll the, even cheer for All right, let me ask you a question. There we Would go. you trade an Arkansas win for a European Ryder Cup win? <laughs> Not a chance. Oh, Hell are no. you serious? Hell no. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Hold on. I would, I would trade a Razorback win over I, – I would. If, if you say Razorbacks are going to beat Texas A&M, but Europe's going to win the Ryder Cup. Oh, I'd yeah. take that in a heartbeat. Oh, no, yeah. I thought you asked it the opposite way. I'm no, sorry. I, well, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't yeah. word it right. Yeah. But if you're asking That's me. That's you heard it right. <laughs> if you're asking me, would I take the Razorbacks? I would take a hog win and a European Ryder Cup victory in oh, a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Sign is, me up. Yeah. Sign me up 10 times on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's not I, even a question. Yeah. I think we're on the same page now, but. You know, I didn't word it right. The, the interesting, well, step your game up. You need to step it up. You, right. You're too, you're too much of a casualist. But right. uh, you know, the story this weekend, I guess to a degree, and we've spent Lord knows enough time talking about live golf. But all the European guys that that resigned their DP tour, which is their P, PGA tour, aren't going to be on this. Live golf is having its effect on the Ryder Cup this weekend. Well, it is, and and you know, here's the thing: you look at a guy like Kepka. I mean, he wins a major, finishes second at the Masters. You can't deny that guy. You can't. But a guy like DeChambeau, I mean, he's playing second-tier talent. I mean, you know, I know he posted good scores in these live events, and I'm not taking anything away from him. But when you're not being pressed by the best golfers in the world, you know, you can you can be casual. Yeah. You can go out there, you, <laughs> you can, can relax and play. Oh, and, man. And, and, and I'm not taking anything away from his performance again. But it's not the same. It's just not the same. Yeah. I, uh, I, so what are we going to do on Monday if Kepka is the reason that the U.S. wins on your We're going to say USA, USA, USA. USA. <laughs> With both fists in the air. <laughs> Golly. Now, again, the casualist over here needs some help. <laughs> Every two years, this thing rotates. goes U.S., Europe, U.S., right. Europe. Okay. Right. And it's in Rome in the... Marco I mean, Simone Golf uh, Club, which again, can't if be I can nice. wave a magic wand, there's that's 
That's the place I'd like to be right now. Yeah, it'd be pretty fun to to go. Is that is that second only to the Masters, or is a U.S. Open, British Open, or PGA Championship, or the Waste Management Open? Do any of those? The Waste Open. Management Open. I'd go to the Waste, waste management, management Open. I'd go to that. <laughs> I'd go to that. <laughs> Looks like you even you and all your bros. Sixteenth bro tournament out yeah. there. All the bros. <laughs> I uh, listen. I had to work one weekend when I was invited to go, just because I'm loyal to this company and this team. Oh, and here we go. My friends said that it was one of the best weekends of their life. To so. get out the world's smallest violin for yeah, you. D- 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 yeah. However the violin sound is this point. I like to, to even mention the Waste Management Open in the same sentence with the Masters. Yeah, we got to put you in timeout for that. I'm just not as prestigious enough. You guys like hoity-toity, like rich stuff. I'm just more I'm like... I'm not hoity-toity. The casual, again, I'm just the casual. That's a generational thing. Yeah. That's a generational thing. I get, no, I mean, I... All, see, you, all, you, all you kids get out there and party and, you know, have your little rave thing out there at the <laughs> golf course and all that stuff, but that's just not for me. I'm going to be honest, Chuck. The last 10 golf rounds that I've played, I have not drank. Maybe I need to start. That's your maybe, problem. No maybe, swing lube. Your <laughs> chemical balance is clearly off. Uh, and, uh, you gotta have some hey, swing lube. I did play my own ball this past weekend in Baton Rouge. Ooh. Now, I sucked, but I... I'd well, that's good, man. You got to battle through it. Yeah. You got to battle through it. It's yeah. the only way you get better. We're Play, playing a man's game now. We're scrambling that's this. Exactly we're right. scrambling this Less weekend casual. in Dallas. Yeah. How long did it take you to play? About six hours. <laughs> uh, it took a long. It took a long time. About about five. Yeah. yeah. There was there was five of us. So it took. Uh, we were not necessarily following the guidelines of pace to play at that point. No. But neither was the three groups in front of us. So we were good. Chuck, I got a kick out of listening to you and Andrew Monaco again, the voice of the Aggies yesterday. This is a game, I know it's it's difficult on you this weekend because of your vantage point as a broadcaster. I find myself every time I go to AT&T Stadium watching the giant television screen. I know that's something you'll be doing a little bit too. Yeah, I mean, that's just a broadcast thing. I mean, nobody cares about that, but we are like, the boost there, you know, you're high above the corner of the end zone, and it's impossible to see the other end of the field. I mean, it's impossible to keep up with the yard line. So if it's on your end of the field, you call it off the field. If it's on the other end of the field, you got to call it off the big screen. And uh, it's the same way at Auburn, only the screen there is about six by eight. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and about 10 seconds behind. So, uh, uh, you know, they do a good job there. It, it's maybe a half a second, maybe a quarter of a second. Behind what's actually happening on well, the field, which is it half or <laughs> half or that changes a lot. Well, maybe it's an eight. For, maybe it's an eight. Now this is a place again that you've been too many times, and for a lot of the players on Arkansas's roster, Hudson Clark, for example, Highland Park, he played in a couple state championships, won a couple. Jalen Braxton, right down the road in Frisco, and Andrew Armstrong in Commerce. I mean, this is a game that they look forward to either for the first time or for some of them the second or third time because more family can make it and they're used to playing in the stadium maybe just not with 60,000 people yeah I saw Orlando Jackson told someone in his family I get four tickets and for everybody else I'd advise you to go ahead and buy them because I'll do what I can but that's going to be about it so yeah we've got a lot of kids from down there we've got a lot of alumni down there it's our second largest alumni base I guess outside of Arkansas and Mm so um, you know, it's a um, it's a big deal to get to play down there. We're going to miss it when we stop. Uh, maybe not every year, but we're going to miss going down there. Yeah. I hope they can play a non-conference game down there every once in a while. This, yeah. this is, and I was telling Tommy this yesterday, I think this is going to be one of the least attended times that they played here, but I think next year, with it being the finality of this contract, I think next year, I don't know if it'll be the largest we've ever seen, depending on both teams are, where it is in the schedule, but I think next year has the potential to really be boosted. Maybe, maybe. I, I mean, 
I've been to games there when it's really been big, and I've been to games there where I think there's about 55,000 one game. This is the first time neither team's been ranked, I think, in five years when they played one another. So that's a oh, little wow. bit different. But yeah. um, I think it'll be a well-attended game. It's. Uh, I do think that if people have not gone, I think they understand that they better go. You know, and um, for a lot of people, they've been, and they just like going again. Hey, it's a great stadium. I'm going to go see the Cowboys play Sunday just as a yeah. fan. He's got and, his and cowboy a, hat yeah. on, baby. Yeah. He's well, got actually, it on. it's not. It's uh. just the same color. Uh. It's the same color. But, uh, um, you know, I, I think people like going down there. I uh, like going to Dallas. I think people plan on this weekend to make a weekend of it. The Arkansas, Absolutely. The Arkansas game is the centerpiece of an entire weekend of either seeing family, doing some shopping, eating in restaurants that you eat in once a year when you go to this game. You know, Dallas is a is a weekend getaway destination for a lot of people in our state. And I think this, uh, like you said, is going to be an event that they miss going to. They'll find other reasons to go down there, whether the basketball team's going to play there or whether it's the baseball series early in the year that's often in that area. I think our fans just enjoy weekends away in Dallas. Well, a good percentage of them do. But now, the one thing that I do think might affect our attendance tomorrow is the or Saturday is the kickoff time. Yeah. Because while I do think a lot of people go to Dallas and spend the weekend, I know there are lots of people that drive to Dallas and drive home that live in the southwest part of the state, live in the southern part of the state, maybe even Little Rock and Fayetteville if you want to get right down to it. I think there are a lot of people that go and come back. Now, what I wonder is, are they going to get up at the crack of dawn, drive down there and drive home? I don't know. You know, I've always thought for attendance, the best time to play that ball game down there was the middle of the afternoon. Yep. Uh, because people on both sides can drive in and drive out. Uh, Dallas is an expensive proposition. We act like sometimes everybody's got, you know, Three or four thousand dollars they can drop on a weekend to go to a game, and that's not always the case. A lot of people do drive in and then just leave right after the game. And I do wonder if an eleven o'clock start will affect that. I just don't know. Yeah, I know for me, like I'm doing the the post game at KSP Henderson in Dallas at the Arkansas Bar, and then I'm I'm hauling it back. I'm not. Yeah, staying a lot of it. people will. Now a lot, a lot of people, people stay will. Friday night and come home. That's right. Yeah. You're right. A lot of people will do that or stay along the way. Chuck, you'll also get to see two former Razorbacks in Hunter Henry and Dietrich Wise. Dietrich Wise. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more Info. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. 
Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, let's talk to our friend Tom Murphy this morning, who joins us every Thursday at 7.20. Tom, I want to start with your initial question at the SEC teleconference to Coach Pittman. You played Missouri State last year, of course, headed up by Bobby Petrino. You've got film already on Texas A&M. How much of a benefit is that for Coach Williams, Coach Pittman, and this defense heading into this matchup on Saturday? Yeah, good morning, guys. And I don't know, from a conceptual standpoint, we know what Bobby Petrino likes to do. He likes to create stuff where your crossing routes are, are open, um, get the ball to guys in space, and his Missouri State team did a good job of that last year. And Jason Shelley broke the pocket and ran a few times, and it hurt him. And so um, it, it's interesting that on Monday, Sam Pittman said he saw, you know, not a huge difference from Texas A&M schemes last year to this year. And even saw some like Jim Chaney influence, and he's an analyst for them now. So um, it's so, so there's some Bobby Petrino, there's some carryover with with their talent, and um, and now uh, the Razorbacks are going to have to prepare for a, a guy who who moved the ball on them actually pretty well last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of an interesting mix. So when you go from what LSU had in Neighbors and Thomas to what A&M has, how much of a difference in talent do you see, if any, between the Aggie wide receivers and the LSU ones? Well, coming into the season, uh, people thought A&M's wide receiving core might be like its deepest ever. I mean, they've got a a big-time recruit in Muhammad who's really not racking up a bunch of stats yet. Uh, But, you know, it's Stewart and it's Anaya Smith. He's back for another year. And he's going to be a problem in the slot. So, um, I you know, top-end speed, maybe neighbors last week uh, offered a little bit more. And, you know, Arkansas really went into that game with a good game plan. And the first three series, they kept, you know, LSU pretty much contained. And But eventually, whenever they sensed and, you know, knew Arkansas was in man, they tried to get neighbors or Thomas in the slot matched up against Singletary, who who had a tough game in coverage. And so, you know, does that mean Jalen Braxton starts to play more? Um, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this into another dimension. But, yes, A&M's receivers, I think, are comparable. I don't know about complete top-end speed other than, the, you know, Smith is fast and Stewart is fast, and they have other guys too. And I got to chuckle out of what Chuck said a minute ago. There were hints of, of Sam Pittman when uh, you guys were talking hoops that uh, you know, Alabama is a tough standard right now and that's kind of who you're going against. And But we got a good one too, and that's what Sam Pittman has said. If his team can go on the road to play number 12 LSU, who might be as good as anybody in the conference, and they can have the mistakes that they had and still be right there in the game, then he feels good. If they play well on a given Saturday, they can compete with people. And it is so. It happens so often in this rivalry with A and M 
that little things have cropped up. I mean, last year is a perfect example. The KJ jump from the three turns into a touchdown, and then you know running the clock down because you have this almost automatic field goal kicker. But then you have the the muff snap uh, off Stromberg's back end, and mm-hmm. you lose nine, and then he doesn't make the field goal. Just weird stuff that Arkansas outplayed A and M, and they didn't win the game. So they need to outplay A and M and have things break in their favor for once to get this uh, trophy game back on their side. Tom Murphy joining us on the McClarty-Daniel hotline. We know Connor Wagman is out for the year now. That means Max Johnson will go the rest of the way, presumably, for the Aggies. Willing runner, Tom, what are you expecting to see from the quarterback slot this week with Max Johnson getting, I believe, his 18th start in the uh, in the Southeastern Conference with a second different school? Well, thanks for adding that up, man. I'll, I'll be able to put that into use tomorrow uh, for <laughs> notes. But, um <laughs> Uh, you know, I think back to last year's game. It wasn't an ex- some extravagant game plan. And when you think about that, he had a touchdown pass, but there was an Arkansas defender, and I forgot who it was, uh, maybe Malik Chavez, that, you know, maybe overran. The guy was, like, in the end zone. And so their touchdown, I'm not calling it a fluke because, you know, the guy was open, but a defender was there and just didn't get his head turned around. Uh, but they didn't get extravagant with all the things they were asking him to do. Obviously, Petrino, a different type of play caller, might open things up more for him, but you can guarantee that having to run to get first downs will be in his mind. And actually, Arkansas did a decent job. I mean, Jaden Daniels had a few decent runs last week, but he didn't tear them up the way he's torn some teams up. And I, uh, I just think that if they can keep their rush lanes disciplined and not let – Johnson convert third and fives and stuff like with his legs, you know, he might be in decent shape to, to win the game. You mentioned penalties a moment ago. Those weren't as costly as some have thought uh, throughout <clears> the week, but they're, they're still a problem. How do you clean that up, and can you turn that completely around in a, in a week's time? Yeah, I don't know, and that's, that's one of those kind of $64 million questions. They, the, the penalties could have been costly, like the holding calls were against BYU, uh, but they happened to overcome them by making eight of 13 third-down conversions. I mean, I think KJ had a pretty good game. Um, I think Dan Enos had a, had a nice game plan for LSU. And if they can convert anywhere near eight of 13 uh, going forward, they're going to be in, in good shape. Uh, but, yeah, if, if it's not holding, then it's false starts. And, obviously, you know, the crowd noise should not be as big of a factor as it was last Saturday, but I think that played a role. And then I think the timing of how quickly they got plays in, how quickly they got set, made their checks, um, and where the play clock was, was a factor last week. And so, obviously, they worked on that, so they're at the line quicker and trying to make adjustments quicker. And then what would happen is then the LSU defensive front would move. Mm-hmm. And when you're that close, knowing – you know, you knowing you're going to have to snap it soon and there's movement, that kind of plays in your head, and, and that led to some of the false starts. One of the offensive linemen that played didn't start last week was Devin Manuel, and we also referenced Malik Chavez earlier. So you've got them two and then Rocket. I think they're all going to play based on what Coach sounded like this week. Tom, what's your read on those specific guys heading into Saturday? Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, it's been three years that we've heard – the way Sam Pittman references guys coming back from injury, and so you have to kind of play his history into what he says and what you in- interpret from it. Mm-hmm. But what we saw with our own eyes is that Rocket Sanders was not in green. He was cutting. He was doing drills. 
And I know they backed off him some yesterday to see what his knee would do. And I think if his knee re- responded well, then we could see 10, 12 carries, as I mentioned on Tuesday, um, on Saturday. And, you know, not not the kind of production or usage that he had at, in his prime last year, but at least getting him back in the fold. I'm not sure about A.J. Green's availability or uh, amount that he could play uh, with his shoulder, but the good yeah. thing is they have depth there, and Dubinion is coming off a really good game. So I feel pretty good about the tailback situation. And that's not hadn't been necessarily talked about a bunch this week uh, with Green's status. I'm curious, again, what he's going to do on Saturday. Tom, Tommy made a good point in the first hour about a morale boost of getting Rocket back. You're not getting the full Rocket Sanders, but even a few plays, a handful, like you're saying, 10 to 12. What do you think that does for the team's psyche getting a captain and their star running back, at least on the field at some points. Yeah, all those things you just mentioned. I mean, he's a leader. Uh, we talked to Dubinion this week, and he's like, hey, man, Rocket's been there. I mean, just showing, like, I'm here and uh, uh, helping them. And he, he, he's, he's a good kid. I, I think Rocket's an outstanding kid. And um, I do believe it will lead to uh, whatever confidence boost or what have you. And then, you know, the depth, because – as we just mentioned, A.J. Green, not sure what how much he'll be able to run. Yeah. Tom, let's close you out on this. 38 different players, or 38 players on the Arkansas roster are newcomers between Portal and high school players. They haven't played in this Southwest Classic. Most have never played a game uh, in AT&T Cowboys Stadium. We think it's old hat for a team like Arkansas that does this every year, but you know, for a good chunk of your roster, this scene, these bright lights, this NFL stage, it, it will be new for a a good portion of your team. Yeah, it will be, but um, I don't think it takes long in a game to kind of o- overcome the awe of that big jumbotron and that kind of stuff. And we know how uh, the emphasis Sam Pittman puts on these trophy games, and now they've gone four in a row now uh, without winning one of their rivalry games. And so I think they're going to be very eager to get a trophy back in their shelf. Um, you know, hey, look, they perform well in their bowl games, um, so they're winning those trophies, but to have the annual rivalry game trophies back is a big deal for Sam Pittman. So uh, there's going to be plenty of motivation um, for them this weekend. And, and then just knowing what's immediately in front of you. I mean, no team, Kirk Herbstreet said this on the broadcast, we've been saying it, no team in the country is going to face a four-game stretch like Arkansas is in the middle of. And game one, yeah, they competed very well. They gave themselves a chance on the road. And they need to do the same on Saturday uh, to kind of break the you know the, the little deal they're in. I don't think we've seen Jerry smile like he did two years ago since 96 <laughs> when his Cowboys won the Super Bowl. He finally got to give Sam Pittman that trophy. Tom, we appreciate it, man. Join your stuff. See you this weekend at AT&T Stadium, all right? S- sounds good. Everyone have a great weekend. Chuck, this will be a, a bright light and a big stage, but I think for the big playmakers in Arkansas, it's, it's somewhat old hat, and particularly with KJ. Well, it is. But, you know, Arkansas needs to win this game. And I want to talk about a couple of things Tom said there. One is, you know, talking about right at the end there, that four-game stretch. Um, and what Herb Street said. They came out in that first game, and, I mean, man, they battled. I mean, played one of the best teams in the country toe-to-toe. At some point, you got to win a game. Or that third and fourth game, I mean, it becomes a slog at that point if you're not winning a game. You win this ball game Saturday, that trip to Ole Miss doesn't seem so daunting. Mm-hmm. And neither does that trip to Alabama. But it is important. It is important to win a game because, you know, you can do this two, three, four weeks in a row, be right there, 
and not win, you don't want your spirit to get broken. I also want to talk something, too, just for a minute about you know, what he talked about about Petrino there. We've got this idea about Bobby Petrino, and it's based on his time here. Bobby Petrino's not the head coach at Texas A&M. And if you look at what they're doing offensively, and if you've paid attention over the years to Jimbo and Jim Chaney, who is, I think has now worked for every SEC program out there, <laughs> um, there's a blend of all of that. One thing I know about Bobby Petrino, absolutely, is that he respects the order of a coaching staff. I know he does because I watched him demand it out of his staff here, and demand there is the operative word. Um, I know he respects that. The idea that there's friction between Jimbo and Bobby Petrino, I've never believed that for a moment because as, as difficult as Petrino can be at times, he respects the order of a coaching staff, and that comes from being a coach's son. And I promise you, I promise you, he doesn't get out of line on that. And I guarantee you that Jimbo Fisher is still the final word on everything they do, as he should be. So we will see a lot of things that we've seen before in terms of what Texas A&M lines up and does. But it's not just going to be Bobby Petrino's deal. That's why I said, when you look at Max Johnson's numbers last week, he was 7 of 11 for 123 yards and two touchdowns. He's a manager. And Bobby's done a very good job of helping him manage. you got to give him credit for that. But this is not Ryan Mallett, and their offense is not going to be what we saw with Greg Childs and Jarius Wright. It's not going to be like that. It's a blend of all of that. So I do think all this Petrino-Fisher stuff's been overblown, and I think we will see a blend of all three of those guys when the Razorbacks and Texas A&M play on Saturday. You're talking about that relationship between Petrino and Fisher, the coaching dynamic. You had Andrew Monaco on the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast, and he went into that a little deeper. He's going to get his point across, and, and, and I don't mean that negatively at all. There was a play where the quarterback threw an incompletion at the feet of somebody, and Bobby and Jimbo at the same time were very quick to say, hey, don't just throw that away. You've got a running back over here. And I, I really think you're going to see a different offense. They're going to take shots. They're going to go deep. It's a combination of Bobby Petrino and also the talent that, that's come in at Texas A&M. Evan Stewart, Noah Thomas, and Anaya Smith, they can change your game a little bit. You can you can go deep, and I think that was one of the reasons why Bobby wanted to come here. I think he and Jimbo are on the same page on a lot of things. So we'll see what happens again on, on Saturday. Jay Daniels was able to beat you deep, and he's got one of the best, if not the best, deep balls in the SEC. He's the best QB in this league, y'all. Johnson's not that, but you do have some good quarterbacks that you will face on these next couple of weeks. But it should be fun. Again, 11 o'clock, we'll have our pregame coverage beginning at 6 a.m., really at 5 a.m. with Lindy's College Football Report, followed by the podcast. Get a Matt Jones preview on uh, Friday and Saturday, Chuck. Yeah, and uh, you guys are starting early. Wow, 5 o'clock in the morning. You mean that podcast Six o'clock for a live show. <laughs> You're not going to do that podcast live so, for us? No. So you guys start at what? 6.30 six, six live? Is I that the story? Six, I got a 4.30 wake-up call in my brother's yeah. apartment in Las Colinas. I'm going to drive to AT&T Stadium, get that thing rolling, get everything set up. Well, you're going to be there. live from the stadium. Live Saturday from the stadium. Morning. Mr. Jerry's Big let me time. do it. Yeah, I yeah. Know. Did you call him up? I did. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was you talk to Steven or Jerry? Uh, Jerry, Mr. No, Jones. I yeah, he, he goes by Mr. Jones, yeah. Tommy. <laughs> Come on, have some respect. Let's go. <laughs> 
The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Luke has and Hudson Clark were with Coach Pittman during his show last night from 7 to 8 right here on these stations and hitthatline.com talking with Chuck. And again, one of the things I learned is not only Luke has is leading all freshman tight ends in the country in receiving yards, but he has the best receiving grade, not just of any freshman, but of all tight ends this season according to to pro football focus. So this is a guy that not is just making an immediate impact, but is showing the nation what he's all about in primetime Saturday night. You talk about freshman All-American, guys. I think before it's over with, we'll be talking about just full-blown All-American at some point. Some of that will be a function of the quarterback that is next in line. But uh, this offense is going to be tailor-made for a quarter, for a tight end to have that kind of run. He's got the talent, Chuck. I don't think we'll uh, only be talking about a freshman All-American if he stays healthy. Oh, I think you're right. I mean, we're going to talk about him a lot in many respects. Yep. I think over the time that he's here, yeah, he's a he's a great one. Oh, and he uh, again, median impact is pretty cool to see at this point. Coach Pittman talked about a bunch of things on the coaches' show last night. One of the things that we kind of have spoken to this week is while Arkansas ultimately ended up with another loss, there were some positives. Here's what some of the things coaches taken away from this past Saturday. I think everybody saw we have a pretty good football team. The record is not what any of us want, but we can either wallow around and worry about, you know, what this is, or we can go correct it and go fight. And, you know, most of the kids on our team are, have been fighting their whole life anyway, and they like it. And so um, I think that's exactly what you'll see. Saturday against Texas A&M. Chuck, you were just speaking of, the, again, the stretch that Herb Street referenced on the television broadcast. Again, you fought hard that first game. You don't want to be in a situation where you're heading to Ole Miss with another loss, even if it's close. That just that doesn't necessarily amount to great things for this team. Well, I think they've circled the wagons this week, and I think you're going to get a great performance out of Arkansas Saturday. Um, I don't know if they're going to win. A&M's pretty good, too. And uh, But I think it'll be a close game. You know, last year, Arkansas dominated the game. They really did. They messed up at the goal line. That's what happened, and it changed the game. They were going to go in there and score, put that thing away, and it was going to be start the bus. And it just didn't – I mean, everything changed on that play. If Arkansas can go down there and play the way they played a year ago in terms of physical dominance, and that's a big if. But if they can go down there and do that and eliminate the mistakes, they'll come back with a win. Yeah. I don't want to get the cart in front of the horse, but Ole Miss plays LSU this week in Oxford. If Arkansas and Ole Miss don't have a good week, that makes that game 
next week with Arkansas and Ole Miss just exponentially bigger for both of those teams. So, you know, you really want to take some of the pressure off that game by winning this week. You've got to win at least one of these two. Might as well start with the one right in front well, of you. Well, certainly, from a Razorback perspective, winning this game would be huge in that regard. Ole Miss has got back-to-back home games now with LSU and Arkansas. Pressure's on Ole Miss. They can't go 0-2. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if they lose this Saturday, man. I mean, they got the pressure on them mm-hmm. when the Razorbacks come to town. Yeah. Every game's different. That's why at the start of the year when you say, oh, they're going to win this game, that game, all that stuff, you never know what the psychology is going to be that week. And a lot of times that has a lot to do with the outcome. Yeah, what knucklehead would do that in the summer? What knucklehead would pick yeah, predict would, months out? Who would do that? <laughs> I don't know, man. It wouldn't be the blonde host of this show. He's a casualist. Yeah. That's, is that even a word? No. Okay, it's not. Well, well not in the context you used it. Okay. No. I think but, uh, we're going to make it a word. Tommy's yeah. using it with an I. You were using it with an E. <laughs> and so... Casual, uh, casualist. Uh, yeah. East. You were a casualist. Yeah. You were saying you were the most casual. Yeah. Tommy's saying you were a casualist. Yeah, I'm turning As it though into... you view ev- everything casually. Yeah, well, we... Uh... I may hate to sound like an English teacher, but... You know, oh, yeah, I and, Ty, and, and Ty often does. On you know? this show, yeah. from yeah. time to time, you, y'all right. need some education on this yeah. program. Ty Richardson. you what, man. It's the, it, for an English teacher, Ty, you are the promised land. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, you got a lifetime worth of work it's right a, there. It's a miracle I made a B in both Composition 1 and 2 oh, in Arkansas. I don't know is. how those professors passed it. We're going to send you that. commentary on Arkansas <laughs> than you. Ed, education we're, systems are... Iraq. We're uh, going to sign you up for some English as a first language courses. No, because it, it creates content for the show and listeners can make fun of my stupidity. Uh, let's Low see hanging here. fruit. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it is very much so. Arkansas Volleyball smacked Auburn last night. 3-0 in straight sets. Congrats to that squad. Golf team beat Ole Miss earlier this week in Birmingham. And then soccer team is going to play tonight at 6 against Missouri. So those are kind of some of the other sports. I'll bet that SEC golf tournament's pretty good. No. I think this was their match, match play. This their match, match play, play. event. Yeah. Yep. When, when do they have their scramble event, Chuck? I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I don't know if they're going to scramble they're, they're, down there. The Ty Richardson, the Ty oh, Richardson yeah. invitation Fashion scramble. scramble, man. Yeah. Oh, scramble golf's the way to go. It's not going to get me better. I was just playing Arkansas on a scramble <laughs> later, later today. <laughs> Free beer on the twelfth, you know, and eight. I was uh, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Rich over at Shadow Valley invited us to go play, and one of the things he told me, as y'all have, is like you got to get to the range and you got to play your own ball. So it's not just that it's coming it's, from Chuck, it's not just coming from Tommy, it's from someone that's on the golf mm-hmm. course on a daily basis and that has a lot of knowledge when it comes to this situation. I was uh, I was watching a Lee Trevino video the other day, and he said, "The more times you beat the dirt, the more tournaments you win." Yeah. yeah, that's true. And I hate going out and practicing. I would rather take a beating than go out. Then, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like Allen Iverson, man. Practice. Yeah. I want to go play and keep score. Yeah. But, you know, if you don't practice, the score is not very good. Yeah. Oh, man. I did not. I know the Ruskins acted the bingo card. I would not, uh, would not have said that. Chuck would have brought up an Allen Iverson reference this morning, yeah. but that was a great line. Do you even know who Lee Trevino is? One of the great sound bites. No, I have no idea. Who the, who the hell's Lee Trevino? I have no idea who that is. Is that a golfer? Oh when Chuck said that, I just kind of like some things. I try to let Barry Max, by. man. Yeah, that doesn't help either. Probably the greatest golf hustler that ever lived. Yep. Is it what? Is it uh, like Costner in a uh, Tin Cup? No. No, I mean, Trevino was a great golfer. He won a lot of tournaments. Won majors. Yeah, he was one of the all-time greats, but he was a hustler at heart. 
I yeah. mean, he was a golf course hustler. He's the guy at the country club that took all your money. Him and Raymond Floyd. Uh, and talked to you the whole way. Love oh, that. Yeah. He's love the guy that coined the phrase, pressure is when you're playing for 10 and only have five in your pocket. That's right. That, that's kind of his old That's kind of how, you know, Trevino was a poor boy. I mean, he really grew up playing in the dirt. He mm-hmm. really did grow up taking old men's money. I mean, that's how he lived. And he was a hustler. And that's why he was so popular. And that's why he's still popular. You need to watch some of his videos, Ty. They're really entertaining. All right, Lee Trevino. I uh, got some more uh, Morning Rush homework to abide by and learning how to read and talk at this point. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. So it sure seems like, based on what I've heard from Coach with this week, that Rocket's going to play. Is that how you kind of feel, Tommy, that... He's going to end up suiting up well, on Saturday. Play and, play and how, I mean, okay, obviously you're going to rotate guys there. How much he plays, how many snaps he's in, how many carries he gets. You know, yeah, I think he's going to, to participate in the game. How much, we'll find out, I guess. Well, one of the good things, it seems like, listening to Coach is he wants to play. Wants to help his team, but he's handled it professionally. And if he can play, if he feels like he can play, we certainly will. And he's one of those guys you just ask him, "Hey, are you ready to go?" And if he says yes, then we're going to play him. If he says no, I don't feel quite that way. Then obviously we won't. But he's handled it professionally and been really a big part of practice, even when he wasn't able to participate as much as we'd like for him to. Chuck, you referenced this in the podcast yesterday. I didn't think anything after the Western Carolina game about Rocket getting injured or anything like that. I didn't notice anything. I didn't, but then his body kind of reacted that way. So we'll see how he does with the reps this week and maybe things change for Saturday. Well, I, I, I think the next 48 hours, you know, are obviously important because you've gone through the week now. There's going to be a little more today, but, but the bulk of the work um, in, in terms of the physical stuff, uh, is done this week. And so now you've got to see how it reacts. Now you've got to see where he is uh, when you get on that plane tomorrow and then when you get there and how he is Saturday morning. It's obvious when you hear them talk, they are planning on him playing. Mm-hmm. If he reacts to the practice, and he did not have a green jersey on this week, and that's important. So, you know, they did scale back a little bit with him yesterday. But I thought last night, now the soundbite you played right there was at the uh, teleconference. Then they had practice. Then we talked to him again last night after practice. Mm-hmm. 
And he essentially made the same comment. So I don't think anything changed during the course of the afternoon yesterday. And if he if he's fine on Saturday, if there's not an adverse reaction, you know, to use that term to what yeah. he's gone through this week, he'll play Saturday. How much? I think Tom Murphy was probably on target a little bit earlier. Um, you know, 10, 12, he's able to go. Now, I wouldn't put anything past him. I mean, if, um, if you know, if he's on a run, man, you ride that horse. But, you know, we'll just have to see how all that plays out. And another aspect of this is this is one of your captains, not just one of your best players, it's one of your captains, one of your leaders. And that's another thing Coach touched on with you last night. What you want is you want your team leaders to stay involved with the team. Man, it's hard when you hurt. It's hard. You know, some kids, they like to, you know, well, I really would like to have rehab during this time. And that Rocket was, he'd get his rehab, he'd do this, he'd be in all meeting. And, and knowing that he wasn't going to play, just because that's what kind of kid he is. He's a 30-year-old, however old he is, 21-year-old, you know. But he has been that way ever since he's got here. Hence, that's the reason why they voted him a captain. But he's been really good. He's valuable now. He's valuable to the football team just with the opportunity that he can play. And so we're excited that there is an opportunity he'll he'll be able to play. You know, uh, some kids are just, you know, they're 30 when they come out of the womb. You know, <laughs> you're not one of them, Ty. But, 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 but some kids, I know guys, it's like, man, that guy was 30 when he came out of the womb. He's the most mature kid I've ever known in my life. And uh, sometimes you encounter a kid like that. Rocket, it sounds like, is one of them. He looked like that when he was coming out of high school, right? I remember there's some guys you see and you're like, all right, he's definitely a high school senior. Rocket. Well, I'm not talking from, about physically. Well, I would add to it from a – you mentioned the mental and that, the acuity aspect, but I would – from a physical standpoint as well, he looked like he'd already been in a collegiate weight room. And then he put oh, it – You're right about that. On more weight. And is that 242 or two whatever he is now. So – when you combine both of those, that typically typically makes a pretty good running back, which is exactly what Raheem Sanders is. Well, he wasn't voted preseason all conference for no reason. And, and he wants yeah. he wants to get on the field and maybe try to preserve some of that before the end of the year because the reality is, you know, at least what people thought preseason with Judkins and Sanders, they haven't been out on the field and if those guys want to have the postseason honors, Chuck, you, you gotta play. Well, Ty said something earlier that I think is important. I mean, you gotta lift. Yeah. When a player like this comes back, mm-hmm. you get a lift as a team. Yeah, maybe there's a little bit of extra boost for the offensive linemen, for the wide receivers, for the tight end, for the quarterback. Maybe even on the other side of the ball too. I mean, if Rocket makes a big play on offense, that boosts the defense, boosts everybody. Just think of how down we were when Chuck took his week vacation in the I summer. Know. Oh, and that's then my point. The following week, we were about as jacked up on air as it gets. I mean, you have I that. Know. You have that the chasm in the valley, and then you go back up to the mountaintop mm-hmm. at that point. It's like Chad Morris was back that week, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, those are fighting words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know if anyone in this state ever wants to be associated with Chad Morris in, in any way whatsoever. Well, now let me say this. Chad's a good guy. He's a good man. He just didn't work out here. Yeah. Chad's not a bad guy. No. He's a um, bad coach. Yeah, didn't, just uh, didn't work here. He was overmatched. Yeah, it's funny how wherever he seems to go, uh, losing falls. But I guess that's a topic for another. He day. didn't have anything to do with Clemson getting beat the other day. He didn't have anything to do we'll with have that. your story. We'll uh, have ours. <laughs> hey, play with the Dabo's pitch, the one that's gonna, Dabo's the one that's going. Well, Dabo's fired. a dumb. Uh, like, he's an idiot. He well, is. I no, wouldn't go that yeah, far, no, 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 no. Here's, he's here's in why. Right here's now. why. 
I'm going to okay. tell you why. Right. I'm going to lay it out for you. Okay, lay it out. Do you know how many guys came in in the portal for Clemson this past cycle? Very low number. Any guess? Any guess, Chuck? I'm going to guess four. Any guess? Zero. One. One. Okay. One quarterback. I was closer without going over. I he won the showcase showdown. 12 guys to the portal and brought in one transfer. You can't do that anymore. Now, Saban only brought in six. That's still not high, and maybe he needed to bring more. You have to adapt. Saban was tired of these spread offense, of a Malzahn, a Freeze, and all these guys hanging 30 or 40 on him when he, all he could do was run the ball. We got to change it up. What does he do? He hires Kiffin. He hires Sark. He hires Dable. He hires Loxley. He has these guys that have these intuitive minds that can use that. Dabo just wants to stand still. Well, that was a horrible hire. (laughs) Dabo just wants to stand still and live like it's 2017. Brother, there's been like a a decade of college football changes within five years. You got to switch it up. You just lost out on any college football playoff hope this year. You got five stars you brought in with on the expectation you're going to compete for a championship. That's all well and good. They might lose two other games this year. They still got Notre Dame. They still got Miami. There's probably another loss in there. They might be looking at a 7-5 and five season. But it's, it's still Chad Morris's fault. Yes, that yeah, comes back absolutely. to the original point. It's a combination of the two. Dabo okay, for being right. an idiot. Thank and, you for connecting the dots. Yeah. yeah. Chuck did on that point. Where were we? We were talking about Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had, a, I had a rant there. I had to get that out of my system. I do want to tell some Aggie jokes. I've been I've been corking these up, and I want to save them for tomorrow at some point. I guess when we get back to the game, Chuck, you referenced this earlier we were talking about a little bit of what we're going to see from Texas A&M tomorrow with um, Max Johnson at the helm, at the position. They're going to, again, try to establish the run early to get things going. And while they don't have Devon A-Chain, who's just killing it for Big Mike and Waldron's Miami Dolphins right now, they've got a running back by committee that has looked pretty strong to this point. Well, they have. Now, they're going to take shots. Mm-hmm. If I watched the LSU game last week and I was an offensive coordinator, I'd, I'd take a shot too. Uh, and I'm sure that they will. I have no doubt about that. They'll utilize their tight end. He's a good tight end. We got a good one. They got a good one. And uh, he'll uh, he'll be a factor on uh, Saturday too. So, yes, they're going to um, – you know, if you – if you remember Petrino's M.O. when he was here, and I really don't know if he's got the quarterback to do it right now, but his M.O. always was, we're going to throw like crazy in that first half. I mean, we're going to, you know, hang half a hundred on you if we can, you know, if we can and then we're going to run to win. That was always his second half deal. We're going to run to win. Uh, we're going to build the lead in the first half. We're going to blitz him like crazy on defense in the second half, and we're going to run to win. Now, I don't know that he, again, has a guy that he can do that with right now. And he's not the head coach, as we discussed a little bit earlier. Um, But I do expect him to take shots. I do expect him to do that. Yes, they will run the ball, and you better stop it. And you better get Johnson into some third and longs, or you're going to be in trouble. Because we've seen before, when you get in that freewheeling zone on first down, you better look out, man. Uh, So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see them do some things with their ground game. But I guarantee in the first half, he's going to take some shots. You got a chance to talk with Hudson Clark last night. And again, Coach Pittman, he's going to be under fire tomorrow. I know he's been in green this week, but he's going to play on Saturday. It'll be a 
a coming home party from him being from Highland Park. Another guy that is going to have an impact on Saturday is a true freshman from Frisco. That's Jalen Braxton. Coach spoke to him because he's going to get picked on at some points of the game. A&M's going to try and take advantage of him. Here was Pittman yesterday talking about the confidence he has in the true freshman. He's athletic. He's fast. The game's really important to him. He's come along. I mean, he's come fast as yeah. far as that goes. Uh, looking at has started a game, played in every you know, played a lot in each game, and you know, certainly he's going to play a bunch this week as well. So a lot of it is is that he came in ready. He's a grown young man. He's just an exceptional athlete and doing some really good things. And he'll continue to get more and more reps as the season goes on. I don't know if he's going to start. I think there's a possibility he could on Saturday, but I'm really curious to how he handles that pressure because I thought he looked pretty good in Baton Rouge, and now he's kind of going back home. He's exceptional. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's exceptional. Um, you know, Pittman says the line that I heard in that soundbite was football's important to him. I've heard him say that about Luke Has. I've heard him say that about Jalen Braxton. Um, that's a high compliment from a football coach when he says football is important to him. That means that that guy's doing every single thing that that coach wants him to do. When he talks about him being mature, when he talks about him being older than his age, so to speak, that's a high compliment. And he said the very same things about Braxton that he said about has. Different positions, you notice them in a different way. But this guy's a player. Uh, and you think about, let, let's think about those two position groups for a sec. So you bring in Varkis Gums, you bring in Francis Sherman, you already have backs. I know Shamar Easter's a, out of high school, but they added a lot of pieces out of the portal at the tight end position. Luke has still beat those guys out as a true freshman. Then on the other side, now while he hasn't started just yet, you bring in Walcott, you bring in Snacks Johnson, you bring in Keon Stewart, you brought in a bunch of secondary players. And there's still, and Singletary too, there's still a possibility that this kid is a true freshman could start at some point this season, or at least contribute a lot like he has to this point. Yeah, he's so, already started May again. Yeah, this that, I think that again says a lot about him, like you're saying, the football mindset, because we don't see a lot of true freshmen contribute anymore in college football. But for Arkansas, you got two guys on each side of the football that are essential pieces for this team to have success. Yeah, and I think, you know, has means a little bit more right now to the overall That's success true. than probably Braxton. But, again, Jalen Braxton's a good player, and he's 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 going to be a good player for a while. Yeah, and the better has gets week over week, the more attention he draws from the defense, the more it's going to open up an opportunity somewhere down the line, Chuck, you I think, so. for someone else. You hope uh, so. Someone else that goes unaccounted for or doesn't draw the same matchup well, because Hawes is going, you know, he, he's going to draw, draw that kind of attention from opponents as, as uh, as they continue to watch tape and see what he's capable of. The guy that I really would like to see them continue to utilize is Broden. Uh, and I think they will. I think it's time. Uh, I, I, he's obviously been better in practice, or he wouldn't have gotten a chance to start the other night and play as much as he did. It seems like maybe the light's starting to come on for him. And mm-hmm. look, this is a guy that caught a lot of touchdown passes at Bowling Green. He's a good player. And he's a mismatch from a physical standpoint. Mm-hmm. So... I'd like to see them utilize him some more. And I think that, as you said, um, Haz is going to draw a lot of attention. I mean, there is absolutely no doubt that uh, Haz is going to be a guy a lot of people zero in on. And and, um, maybe, you know, hopefully, theoretically, it uh, will lead to some things for other people. If you're making it 
to Dallas, Texas this weekend. It's a huge sports weekend. Of course, you got the Southwest Classic at 11 a.m., but the following day, and I know it always doesn't line up like this, you got the Cowboys at home, and they're welcoming in two former Razorbacks in Dietrich Wise Jr. and Hunter Henry. Chuck, I, I know you're not the only one. I've got several friends, not just living in the Dallas area, but that are staying an extra day because they're making the most, the best of both worlds this weekend. They're going to both games. It's really for a lot of people, my, myself included. I mean, it's the only chance you get to go. So uh, I'm going to stay over and see the game. Zeke's going to be back in town. Ooh. So uh, I think probably in Dallas there will be more of a, you know, more conversation about that. But I, I am very much looking forward to watching Hunter Henry and Dietrich Wise play. I am looking forward to watching the game. And when they make those cutaways to Jerry's box, see Chuck in there high-fiving with yeah. Steven and yeah. Jerry drinking yeah. that Johnny Walker blue, man. I, I, I can't wait to see our guy. On TV yeah. in Jerry's box, sitting right next yeah. to him, you know, you're gonna have you know, to big, look real a, close. A big play uh, happens, and he kind of, you know, yeah, you elbow someone on the side, and you give mm-hmm. that grin. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that moment uh, to see Chuck yeah. sitting next to Jerry in the box this week. That's going to be awesome I, on Sunday. I I did get a text yesterday. One of my friends, he's not sitting for the the Cowboys game, but he is sitting for the Arkansas game. Yeah. He's ecstatic, and I've. I know, Chuck, I know you've probably been in there. I'm not going to be in Jerry's box, okay? That's not the story I'm telling. I'm not going to be in Jerry's box. As he's weakened at us right now. Uh, uh, You can't hide on TV, big boy. I wish, man. Oh, yeah, you can. But uh, uh, I've I've done it before. But uh, um, I will not be in the box, no. Lobster, filet mignon. I was going to say. Johnny Walker Blue. It's going to be a big time for you. What an Arkansas alum told me that has the privilege of being in there for a game is he said he's never seen an array of food and alcohol he's been at weddings he's been at concerts he's been at so many things he's never seen anything like what it's, it's like the cowboys, to step it. man it's, it's the cowboys Jerry Jones. Big. even the press box had prime rib last year i was like whoa this is this is pretty cool but i guess i shouldn't be surprised at you all you could have a family reunion and sleep all 40 people in the radio booths i mean you really yeah, could big. it's that it's big? unbelievable yeah it's unbelievable. That's kind of like how Arkansas is, right, Chuck? Similar? No. no, no. We use every square inch of the <laughs> no, space we have. In that place, you maybe use about a quarter of the space you have. I rem- but there is a fridge and a bathroom, and that's nice. There you go. I remember. So are you saying there's room for Ty to join you then on Saturday? I did not say that. Oh. No, I think that I would get something <laughs> thrown at me at that point. I would. Uh, if, you'd, you'd be welcome. At, at some point, I... He if could I, be the spotter spotter. I know Chuck has asked me before to take over for spotting when, when Rick eventually <laughs> hates it up. And I would think, like... I, he does stat. Stat. He does and, you're not, and you're not getting close to that. <laughs> I can promise you. I can just... I can only imagine... As bad as you are with words, you're worse with you're numbers. You're not getting close to that <laughs> part. That's pretty good at math. That's pretty good at math. But I can only imagine if I accidentally screwed up one stat, the amount of can you things imagine? that would be thrown my way Can you imagine point. on a punt, him trying to figure out how far that oh punt returned? Turn was in about a fraction of a second. You just you spot where the ball Rick is. And you is really, <laughs> Rick is really, really good at that. I That's mean, not he's really easy. good at that. That's not easy. Someone makes a little slide rule like cheater deal that you can put in the yard line, and I don't know. I don't know how you figure it out in the blink of an eye. Listen, radio came easy. He makes to, you sound good. Radio Chuck. came easy right, to me. Yes. I think I could figure it out. So. I'll be all, I'll be all right, Chuck. We'll figure it out in a couple years. I promise. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. 
Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.